Okay. Don't lose it. <laughs> that can mean a lot of things. You know, I was watching the news the other night. You know, I like to preach a current word. And uh, I was watching the news the other night. And there's not a lot of good news on the news. And this was inspired by something I saw on the news. And it was a, a road rage incident. It was a road rage in incident and some guy had gotten out of a car and he was beating up a taxi driver on the street. But unbeknownst to him, somebody, of course, somebody's always got a phone, <laughs> somebody with a phone captured it. So uh, they caught the perpetrator. So what was he doing? He was losing it. He was losing his temper. He lost it, okay? He got angry and he lost it. It was a very high emotion. And I thought, wow, emotions are very strong. And then I was thinking, losing it. Some people say, don't lose it. And they mean, don't get angry. But then there's the opposite as well. You can lose it by getting really excited or something. You see somebody on the, on the news or wherever, and they've just won the lottery. And they lose it. They say, oh, I was losing it. I was so happy. I was jumping up and down. I was screaming. And they were losing it too. So when we're talking about losing it, mostly we're talking about emotions. But, uh, and intense emotions, and often they usually are very quick, and then they subside and things even out or plateau. But I want to look at some biblical references to losing it, and not necessarily in the same context, okay? Uh, when you look at uh, the Bible, one of the main um, parables or stories that Jesus told about losing something, and when you talk about losing in the Bible, it's usually about losing things, losing battles or losing possessions or things, or losing relationships. Okay, so it's kind of a deeper level. And one of the main parables that Jesus talks about in uh, Luke chapter 15 is about three things that were lost. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And a lot of those are, those are references to sinners, and I'm going to preach on that at another time. So it's comparing three types of sinners, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And when something is lost, there's usually sadness. You know, even something small. I lost one of my pretty cheap earrings last week, and I was a bit sad about it because it's hard to get pairs like that. That you know, they're not. It wasn't expensive. It what had no real value to it. But I just didn't want to have to go out and buy new ones and find the same thing. So I was a bit sad about it. And when there's loss, there's sadness. But when there's restoration, there's joy. So eventually I found the lost earring and there was great joy. So I want to talk about lost and losing things in the Bible, in the biblical perspective. Okay, so there's sadness at loss and there's joy at the finding. And these things throughout the Word of God shows the goodness of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God. So I want to go first to 2 Peter. 
okay? Second Peter chapter 1 says this, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So right here, you might be thinking there, like, I need this and I need that. I need this and I need that. But the Bible says that his divine power, God, has given to us all things. Everything we need that pertains to life and to godliness. So everything that we have need of for our lives, God's already given to us. And the way to live right, he's already given to us. So there's the potential there, whether we can see it or not, these things exist in the heart of God and in our lives. And because God has blessed us with what we need, even though we may not see it tangibly right now, he has blessed us with these things that we need for life and godliness, then we should have grace and peace multiplied to us. But let's face it, most of us spend a lot of time worrying about things because we don't have this, we don't have that, and we feel like there's things that we don't have. But like I said, there are things in our lives that we can't tangibly see or touch but they are there in the purposes of God for us because it says he's given us all things that we need. We may not just have it right now, okay? And there's a timing in God for possessing of things and there's a way in God of possessing things too. And as we go through, we'll see how this happens. So he's given us all that we have need of, but when somebody gives you something, you can also lose it. God has given us love. God has given us peace. God has given us a future and a hope. But we can lose those things. We can lose them through circumstances and situations and doubt and worry. So even though we've been given these things, there's a chance that we could lose them, okay? That's what the message is all about, not losing these things. But if we know God, it says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. The more you know God, the more peace you have. Amen? Yeah. The more you know the things he's given to you, the more you will have peace knowing, okay, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting the Lord. So what are some of the things that we should guard or try not to lose? Okay? Let's go through a few verses. Okay, this is Jesus, and he's not just speaking to his disciples, he's speaking to the, all the people that were gathered there. It said, when he called the people to himself, with his disciples also, because he wanted to teach them something, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Do what God has called you to do, Walk the path he's called you to walk. Follow him. Okay? For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? You got everything, but you lose your soul. 
Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So he's basically saying, don't lose your soul. Ch don't chase the things of the world. Don't chase after the ungodly. Don't chase after stuff, trying to gain this and gain that. Follow the Lord and he will bless you. He will bless you, okay? And you will keep your soul. Don't lose your soul trying to gain the things of the world. So he's saying, don't lose your soul. You can't buy it back. What can you give in exchange? You can't. You can't. Okay, the next one. He spoke a parable, okay, to his disciples. He spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So they were saying, you know, how, how do we walk this walk? How do we follow you? And he said this, pray, pray, connect with God. Keep that relationship going. Keep that relationship going. Pray to God and you will not lose heart. Pray to God and you will not lose heart. And then he, the parable that he spoke, the story that he told, was about the woman who went to the judge, the mean, unjust judge. And she was asking something from him and he kept saying, no, no, no. And she kept going <laughs> and persisting and finally said, all right. And he gave her what she wanted. And Jesus is basically saying it's the same in prayer. You keep coming in prayer. Don't lose heart. Don't be put off. Don't be discouraged. Keep praying. Keep coming. Don't lose heart. Prayer is the key to keeping strong in your heart, to keeping courage in your heart. She had the courage, the tenacity, and the diligence to keep going. And then she got the breakthrough. So don't lose heart. If someone says no, well, that's never going to happen. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Pray and don't lose heart. The next one I want to go to is in Galatians, in chapter 6. It says, don't lose, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So he's basically saying, if you sow, it's like if you sow an apple seed, you'll get an apple tree. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap eternal things, everlasting life. And then he says this, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Again, there's that encouragement to keep going, keep sowing, keep following the Lord. Keep on keeping on, okay? Do good. Don't get tired of it. Say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I do all these things. No one's grateful. 
<laughs> Sometimes that happens. I do all these nice things. People treat me like dirt. I've heard people say that, and they say, that's it. And I say, don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. You will reap, maybe not from them, maybe not from the ungrateful ones, but you will reap. God sees it, and God will honour it. God will bless you. Don't lose heart. Heart talks about being strong and courageous, okay? Don't lose heart. Keep going. Interesting there, it says, in due season we shall reap if, if, it's a little word, but it's got a lot, a big consequence, big ramifications to it. Little word, if, if, if we don't lose heart, then the blessing will come. Then the reward will come. Hang in there, basically. And then in 2 Corinthians, this is Paul, and he's just started, he's just before this been telling them, all the terrible things that happened to him, the beatings, the shipwrecks, the betrayals, all the persecutions. And then he says this, therefore, we do not lose heart. Wow. We don't lose heart. We don't give up. We don't quit. Even though our outward man is perishing. <laughs> In other words, sometimes we feel like we're dying. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. See, our outward man is our, our body. And sometimes, you know what? You feel old, you feel tired, you feel weary. He felt like he was perishing. But he said, but the inward man, my spirit, is alive and well. It's being renewed every day. Renewed every day. Because I'm praying. Because I'm reading the Word. Because I'm hanging out with God. I'm strong. Strong on the inside, strong in my spirit. And then he says this, for our light affliction. He's just said all these horrible things that have happened. Then he says this, for our light affliction. In other words, it's not a big deal really, <laughs> even though it was. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us, not working against us working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, you know what? We are suffering and it looks bad and it looks big. But actually, it's small and we can handle it because we have a great reward in eternity. It's worth it. It's worth serving the Lord. That's what he's saying. We're not going to lose heart. I'm not going to lose heart. And then, in Ephesians chapter 3, he says this, Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. So he has, they haven't lost faith. Even though they've been challenged and persecuted, haven't lost faith in him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. He's saying, I'm not going to lose heart. But now he's saying, look, my faith is in God. My confidence is in him. And I don't want you to lose heart. 
You know, sometimes when we see Christians die, when we see them suffering, when we don't see them healed and we prayed and prayed, we might lose heart. When we see horrible things happen to other brothers and sisters in Christ, usually in other countries, you know, their tribulations, we could get angry at God, and some people do. But he's saying, I don't want you to lose heart at my tribulations. I want you to keep believing like I do. I'm not going to lose heart. I don't want you to lose heart. Okay? You might be disappointed. You might be discouraged. But don't lose heart. That's what he's saying. I put my trust and my confidence in God. And I want you to do the same. He's saying, don't look at me and what's going on. Look at him. Look at him. We have boldness and access. We can come to him. We can talk to him. You can come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm really disappointed. I'm hurting. I'm angry. I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> God's big enough to handle it. God is big enough to handle anything, okay? Be honest with him. Be bold. You've got access. Be honest. Have confidence in him, okay? So Paul is saying, I'm not going to lose heart. And I don't want you to lose heart. What a wonderful, wonderful example he was. And then John, in the book of John, the second epistle, it says in uh, Second John, Many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. That's one of the criteria of, of acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he has come in the flesh. Okay? So these ones are deceivers and an antichrist. That's an antichrist spirit. You're either for him or against him. Okay? And then he says this. Look to yourselves. In other words, watch yourselves, people. There are people out there who might say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but if they don't believe that Jesus has come in the flesh, then they're not. They're deceivers. Okay? He's saying, look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. In other words, keep walking with the Lord, keep standing for the truth, know what the truth is, know what the Word of God says, know what the criteria are for salvation, for believing, okay? What do you believe? Can you defend your faith to somebody? Can you tell someone what you really believe and why you believe it? Do you know the word? Do you know basic doctrine? We need to know these things. So he's saying, don't give up. Be an overcomer. Don't lose your reward. There's a reward waiting for all of us. And you might be sitting there thinking, I don't think I've done very much for God. The fact that you said yes to Jesus... The fact that you have received him and you follow him the way he wants you to follow him. I can't tell you what to do. I won't tell you what to do. I'll tell you to hear from God and obey him for what he says to you. Okay? Because he treats us all as individuals. So he's saying, don't lose your hope. 
Don't lose the things that you've worked so hard for. Hope is the anchor of our souls. An anchor keeps you grounded. He gives us hope. He gives us a future. And the last verse that I want to go to is, don't lose your passion for the Lord. Don't become lukewarm. You know, when we first become believers, wow, you know, we love the Lord and we evangelize and we share and, and then, you know, get a bit bored or we get a bit dry. We're not so prayerful, not so connected, don't come to church as often or whatever. And lose our passion for the Lord. But Jesus said this, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He's saying, you matter. Who loves to cook? Who loves to eat? Everyone. You know, most of the time, some people will say, oh, it needs a little bit of salt. You'll hear that all the time. It needs a bit of salt. Okay? Jesus is saying, you are the salt. You are the flavouring. You are the one that makes the difference. Add a little bit of salt to something and, oh, man, it tastes good. You might be saying chilli, but I'm, I'm salt. Jesus said salt. Add the salt. He's saying salt makes the difference. It's basically saying you make the difference in the earth. The believers, we're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We are the ones who make a difference because Christ in us is the hope of glory. We don't want to lose our flavour. You know, if anything loses its flavour, you throw it out. It's no good. It's no good. That's what it's saying. He's saying, I want you to do good, to be good, to have flavour, to make a difference. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your passion. Don't lose your connection with God. Don't lose your soul. All these things matter. They matter. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we don't want to lose you. We don't want to lose those things that are precious to you, that connection that we have, that relationship that we have with you. That is so precious and we don't want to lose it. Lord, draw us closer to yourself. Let your grace and your peace be multiplied to us. Would you have given us all the things that we have need of and you will release those things to us in the right time, when we're ready for it, when we need it. Help us, Lord, not to lose our faith, not to lose our hope, not to lose our passion. But Lord, let us shine. Let us make a difference. Let us make a difference. And stand before you one day soon and have that reward of hearing you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, if you're sitting here tonight and you feel like you've lost something in your walk with the Lord. You feel like you've lost some hope. You've, you've lost some of your peace. You, 
lost some of your passion for the Lord, your joy, whatever it is. Things happen in life and the enemy comes to try and steal. But God is a redeemer. God is a restorer. God is a healer. And he's here tonight to do that for you, if that's your need. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Let each and every one have a wonderful week. Let us feel your presence in a whole new way. Let us hear your voice more clearly than ever. We bless you and thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. In that sense of loss.